0: look at the Lakers and we look at the move that they made to go out and get Anthony Davis. Do you think it was a, a smart move to go and get Anthony Davis for all the assets that they had to give up? What Do you think there was an alternative? I What's think the they had
1: about? to do it. I've, I really feel like they didn't have much of a plan B because things moved so quickly. And obviously they made the trade before all the free agency stuff really happened. But when you look at how free agency played out, guys committed uh, <laughs> before the deadline. And if if they had not made the trade and went into free agency straight like they wouldn't have gotten anybody you know kemba gone he's in boston um jimmy butler he decided he wanted to go to miami and be the guy there uh, he he it's not like the la option was not a totally available option to him. Available to him it was completely available the entire time so uh, and i don't want to make this a whole like negative thing on lebron but essentially guys Chose I. I don't want to go that way either. Um, either it's too hard or it's too easy. You can kind of t- take it either way, right? It's either uh, I'm I'm going with this superstar, and uh, is that is that like kind of uh, not the strong thing to do? Does it make me look weak? Right, or or it's too hard to deal with like the media hype machine that's going to just surround you for a whole year. I
0: think it takes it takes a certain type of person to be able to deal with that, because of course LeBron. His situation comes with a lot. He's a perennial phenom. Every year, he's at the top of his game when you look at it, besides this year with the injury. But every year, he's one of the most talked about players in the league. So, of course, you're going to have this firestorm of the media. And it's on the court, too. Exactly. He
1: plays a certain way on the court where he's essentially the point guard. He controls
0: the game a lot.
1: And a a lot of it is, is, is not exactly a plan. He's reading the defense as it's happening. He's picking it apart, and you know you you essentially have to play in a reactive way to him. He's going to read the defense you have to react to what he's setting up and for a lot of talented guys who know how to play, they'll say, "Well, I mean, I know how to play, so why do I have to be reactive to somebody else's plan
0: uh I, I have a different take on that because I feel like that almost brings it back to the essence of playing in the park you have a point guard no one is calling plays to say okay right this is what we're going to do you have your talents you know what you can do and you use your abilities to try to combine them with your team in order to get a win and that's what lebron is doing he makes the game in my opinion he makes the game so much easier mm-hmm. i don't have to read defenses and worry about what they're doing my job is so much simpler i, I can thrive in my position and i think that him with anthony davis I think that's going to be amazing. Them keeping Cal Kuzma, I think, was a very smart move as well because I think that he's going to be the piece that's going to blossom into something I think Lonzo Ball just had too much pressure on him. Mm -hmm. Brendan Ingram also. I think those two players coming into a situation like Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. is just like coming into a situation like New York, Boston. Those teams have high expectations just from either tradition or the media. The expectations are there somehow. So to throw someone into that fire... And then put LeBron James on top of that, and say, okay, now it's amplified. It's championship or bust. I don't think Lonzo was ready. I don't think his shot.
1: Young guys, yeah. You
0: was ready, but I don't think that they they were in a position. I think LeBron needs someone with more experience, like Anthony Davis. And I actually I like the roster that they put together. You saw that a lot of players were in a holding pattern mm-hmm. from Kawhi, which was the first domino, and then once that domino was in place. A lot of teams knew how they could attack the market, and the Lakers they put together a pretty good team. They brought back Rondo. They basically have New Orleans mm-hmm. with the Lakers, and then they also mm-hmm. have Danny Green, a shooter and a defender, which you need. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I I think it it ultimately worked out for them, but it it could have been it could have been very bad because these top flight guys that they were looking for, they they didn't get, and some of the younger guys like a D'Angelo Russell or, like, uh, getting him back, getting Randall back. Like, those things um, seemingly were not going to happen. So, I mean, think ultimately it it worked out pretty well for them. But I think it, obviously it all started with the the trade, and I think they had to do that. I think they had to set that in motion. And, um, you know, that if they didn't have Davis,
0: I don't know. It it seemed like a real waste of LeBron. They would be in a situation similar to Oklahoma City if they didn't have Anthony Davis. Because now, we saw it last year. We saw LeBron there with this team of a bunch of young players and trying to bring them along, and it would be a waste of his prom
1: Here's a fun hypothetical. So let's say the Anthony Davis' trade didn't happen and the Lakers completely struck out in free agency. Do they trade LeBron to the Rockets for Chris Paul and twice as many draft picks... As were uh, actually sent out, right? I mean, we'll never know. But like you're saying, if they strike out, do they have to blow it up? Because uh, next year things don't really improve. Um, LeBron's not getting any younger. The, the 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 time is now, and so if they really struck out this uh, this off season, they might have to really blow it up.
0: They they would have to blow it up, but yeah, hypothetical. It just goes off of LeBron, the GM, not being as savvy. As Can you trade yourself as a GM? Is that, is as that we possible? We've seen <laughs> him throughout his years. We've seen it. Once he got out of, he got up under Cleveland the first time in two thousand eleven. He has taken control of everything that he's done. Once he went to Miami, that team every year they were making moves to surround them with players that they felt like could take them to the finals, which they did every single year that he was there. You've seen it again in Cleveland. Andrew Wiggins never played the game in Cleveland as a number one draft pick. Why? To get Kevin Love in the pursuit of a championship. So I don't think that, I don't think LeBron was ever going to strike out. But if they did strike out, I don't think you trade LeBron. I think you have some assets there that are still movable for other parts. Because you look at the value that those pieces brought back together when they were packaged together. So individually, I think they would be able to garner some talent from around the league. I think LeBron would have been able to get some type of help. But I don't know. I'll trade him to Houston? <laughs> that would be... I, the league would just be on in again to yeah. have another super team. Because, yeah, that would, we would be going through another four years of what we witnessed with the Warriors. Five years, rather, with the Warriors, with Harden and, and LeBron together. But another shocking move. Very shocking. It, It, it almost... It hurts me to even. It it's a punch me. in the gut. It's it a, pains me. Ian to, Begley said it. It's a punch in the gut. Uh, the off season just it just, not the way we envisioned. We not drafted the, and go the way we wanted.
1: No. Of course we're talking about <laughs> Kyrie and KD not. going to Brooklyn. Yes, to Brooklyn. And not the Knicks.
0: Of all places, why not the Knicks? As soon as the Knicks traded
1: Porzingis, everybody's like, "Wait a minute, they know something." Wait a minute, KD's a free agent. Wait a minute, he's friends with Royale Ivy. Uh, wait a minute, DeAndre Jordan was in this trade. His best friend. Wait a minute. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> adding up. And um, everything was adding up. It was adding up quite nicely. And uh, I, I, maybe if the, the Knicks won the lottery and get Zion, things were different. I think that changed maybe. everything. I mean... I think I, the Achilles injury changed everything. The, but the Achilles
0: I injury... I think it, it both had, are them It had a big effect on it, but a player like Zion Williamson... I think if the Knicks had a player like that in this market, I think that trumps any system. Don't any, curse
1: on the podcast.
0: Any type <laughs> I, I was I was close to, but it it wow, it just trumps anything that the Nets have in place. Kenny Atkinson, their system, the way they play, the grit. It I think having Zion there trumps everything else. Yeah. And so even with his injury, I think if the Knicks get Zion, then Kevin Durant comes, but and that's not a knock on RJ Barrett, who's also a great player, but the way that Zion has been built up, I think that aura, to play with that aura, I think is something that those players would have wanted, but what's your take on him choosing Brooklyn, and and do you think that he was the lead domino in this, do you think that he chose Brooklyn because that's something that he wanted, or did he follow Kyrie, like how do you think this whole situation played out?
1: I think the Achilles made the decision for him, because prior to that injury, or prior to the calf injury, really, he was tearing it up in the playoffs, and... Playing at a level where it was pretty clear he's the best player in the league, and uh, right? Ed and and, and uh, you know, it, it started with the uh, you know who I am uh, speech uh, <laughs> to the reporters in the locker room, and uh, unlike most people, he like was immediately backed it up, and immediately. so to me that was a preview of hey I can do this wherever I am Olympic team whatever. Uh, the jersey doesn't matter, I'm Kevin Durant, uh, I show up and this is what I do. And when when the Achilles injury happened, I think it just, it made it clear that not only can't he shoulder this burden in the near term, but that he shouldn't do it long term. He needs more help, he needs a situation that's actually quite a bit like the the Golden State Warriors situation. Maybe not exactly like it, where they're already You'd a championship a team and he fits in. But you need other superstars and a system and so, uh, something that doesn't require him to score 40 uh, on any given night. And I think if he went to the Knicks, I think he would have been forced to be in that situation where he has to shoot the lights out every single night just to get to the playoffs, just to you know be, be a competitive team. And when you look at what Brooklyn's built over the last couple of years, you know, the the word I kept using for the last, you know, year and a half or so is respectable. Brooklyn is respectable. They play the right way. They're competitive. Uh, They play defense. Their guys all want to win. They were never tanking. Now, granted, their draft pick situation made it irrational for them to tank why right would so they you know they you don't see the benefits of it so why would exactly. you do it and in a way that set them up to play the way everybody should play which is you try to win every game and and uh i, I think it's interesting how that situation laid the groundwork for them to do things in a real competitive way conversely okay the knicks are trying to amass assets and say, okay, let's free all this cap room. Let's be the worst team in the league so we have the best chance at Zion. And, you know, players look at that and say, okay, so what you're telling me is you guys don't know how to win games, or at least you haven't won them lately, so uh, why exactly are you going to be able to handle success? And Brooklyn's a lot like the Clippers, where it's like, hey, look, we actually have a decent team that everybody's got something nice to say about, and the only thing we don't have or superstars. And guess what? Uh, we've got salary cap room, and you're a superstar. So that sounds like a match made in heaven. And that's, I think, how it played out. I think winning and being competitive, uh, I think, was the biggest part. And I think if, if KD didn't get hurt, maybe we'd be talking about this differently. But I think just the, the fact that he shouldn't be scoring 40 every night um, from here on out necessitated him being in a, in a situation that was somewhere in between uh, the Warriors and where the Knicks were. And I think Brooklyn is exactly that. They were the sixth seed, and, um, you know, there's a real structure there, and everybody respects the coach, and everybody respects the GM, and and the players are all, you know, fighting to win every night.
0: And what about Kyrie? I think, um, I think my take on Kyrie is that he always wanted to go to the Nets, when you think about it, a New Jersey kid.
1: Which is weird, because 'cause I'm a New Jersey kid and I never yeah. wanted to go to the Nets.
0: <laughs> I feel like I feel like it was always in the works. Like we thought about him coming to New York, but maybe he's not a Knicks kid. You know, and I guess so, so. For him to grow up on the Nets and to have the Nets leave New Jersey and come to Brooklyn. Maybe maybe that's what it was for him. He wanted to have the Nets something that he, he grew up watching all the time.
1: Carrie Kittle's uh Jason Kidd, right? Vince Carter, Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson, Jefferson, Jefferson Martin, they Martin.
0: Had, they had a they had a great culture, a great team even back then. Yeah. When we saw the Knicks were the same old Knicks, dysfunctional Knicks. They still they had the, a culture. They uh, the they Nets hurt. were respectable. So I mean yeah. I, you got to give it to them. Yeah. But I just I don't know I think that they would have been better served to come to the Knicks. Me and my bias, but I think them those two together on just the biggest stage every night. I mean. The Barclays is gonna be rocking. It's gonna seem like there's an uproar. I think they're gonna have to find some Nets it, fans somewhere. It's gonna be a culture shift, though. I think a lot of people are gonna be there. Yeah. I think um, when you look at it, Kevin Durant, even Kyrie Irving, they they're both connected to Rock Nation, Rock Sports. So just that, from a cultural standpoint, I think they're gonna bring a lot a lot of entertainers to the Garden. We're gonna see J-M um, to the Garden. Oh my yeah. gosh! I just wish it was the Garden <laughs> to the Barclays, and we're gonna see Jay Z. We're going to see a lot of these superstars from New York coming to these games, and it's going to be a culture shift where we see more of the, I guess, I don't want to say like urban, more hip-hop, but that's that's going to be the type of vibe that we get there, as you see with Kyrie Irving when he did his introduction. A little cooler, a little less exactly, Hollywood. And Kevin Durant, when they when they both did their introductions on Instagram, they both used Biggie Smalls yeah. from Brooklyn, so I think that's where the culture is shifting because we see this parallel between basketball and rap and hip-hop music all the time, and I think we're going to see more of that come to the Barclays, and I guess that's a culture that they wanted to embrace as opposed to the more Hollywood East-esque.
1: Let's look at all the and actors the that are going exactly, to come to the game. know, so
0: they have more of the actors, the top A-list celebs, so I think the gonna, it's a different culture for them.
1: The other thing that's interesting about it is uh, the kind of fan of a player versus fan of a team thing. So I kind of joke that there really aren't any Nets fans. Uh, I mean, there are, but not really. I mean, this is... Uh, if you think of all the sports teams in the area, prior to this, the Nets in anywhere in the top five and the sports teams in the area? Like, no. in turn, And I'm not even talking good teams, right? You, you have devoted fans of the Mets uh, and, and the Knicks for years and years and years. These, these fan bases are, are, are much more devoted and yet, maybe this is an antiquated thing. Um, it's 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 looking in that in that direction that young people are fans of players. Yes. And if you have <laughs> players moving around so much, uh, why would you be a fan of a team?
0: Fantasy sports has done this to the game. Right.
1: And and two K. Right. You 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 play two K on dynasty mode, and you just, well, you start you start making trades. Exactly. I mean, immediately. Let you me start uh, flipping guys and make, build a dynasty. So. Maybe what happens here is that uh, you know they become the 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 you know the front runner team essentially. I I knew a lot of Bulls fans growing up in New Jersey in the nineties. was So interesting, all these guys <laughs> had this really like deep connection with Chicago, that, Illinois and Chicago. Oh, I wonder why. And then all of a sudden, like all these uh, New Jersey Laker fans, it was uh, <laughs> this like deep connection to uh, Southern California. So. I I think uh, they'll you know Brooklyn is the coolest uh, uh, n- you know city name in the world and everybody is latching onto that yes. all over the world people that don't even speak English are like Brooklyn <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> so I think uh, I think people are gonna latch onto it pretty hard I think they are.